What it do, beautiful people? Welcome back to Scumbag Radio, episode six. And I'm your host, Chi Chi. How y'all doing? I hope y'all week has been going great. I hope life has been going great. Keep your chin up. Let's get into today's first segment. Snoop Dogg apologized to Gail King (laughs) after, you know, the public video that he made expressing how he felt about what Gail King asked and brought up in her interview if you don't know about this incident basically Gail King interviewed one of Kobe Bryant late Kobe Bryant's friends and she brought up a rape case that he was involved in while he was alive a long time ago while he was alive and this sparked a lot of controversy and people just they were not okay with it one of those people were Snoop Dogg And Snoop Dogg really spoke his mind and he put it out there. And a couple, I want to say a couple weeks later, he puts out another video apologizing to Gil King. He doesn't really say why. No, no, no. He doesn't really say like what pushed him to do that. He just, you know what I'm saying, went ahead and said the apology sweet and sweet and short. So we're going to listen to his apology and then we're going to come back and talk about what I feel about that apology. We're going to talk about the whole controversy regarding that apology. Yeah, just the apology alone sparked controversy. Like some people were like, bro, hold up. It's Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Like this is Snoop Dogg. He don't got to apologize for nothing. And Kobe Bryant was his friend. He was speaking his mind and that's that on that. Like, that's how some people feel. Some people are like, well, bruh, he kind of took it a little too far. Threats and shit. Gail King was crying. You know, like some people were like, ooh, maybe he shouldn't have gone that far. So, I'm going to give y'all scumbag family a chance to listen to what he said in the apology. And y'all let me know what y'all think. And then I'm going to let y'all know what I think. But you know what I'm saying? Roll the clip. Roll the clip. Tops, hold up, though. This big Snoop Dogg. Here's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said... What I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to do what I got to keep doing. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. We're very nonviolent. We just want to say that first and foremost. We speak from the heart. Some of you who have no heart don't understand that. But anyway, carry on and enjoy your day. 
All right now. All right now. Snoop said what he said. Now me personally, hearing this apology, I I think the important question now is was it necessary? Was it necessary for him to uh, you know, apologize after his little emotional breakdown when he was, you know, coming at her a couple weeks ago? Was it necessary? Did he need to do that? Should he do that? You know, that's the that's the big question in the room. Did he need to do that? Now, not a lot of people know Snoop. Not a lot of people know Snoop, like his character. Not a lot of people know where he came from. Not a lot of people know, like, his background. And so, I was like, hmm. I had a discussion with one of um, scumbag... Um, employees or staff one of the people on our team I was talking to him and he brought up a really significant point that needs to be like you need to have that at the back of your mind when you're thinking of the question was it necessary for him to put put out that apology so he said that Snoop Dogg like his background is not this like humble peace for all type of character that he has today he had to evolve into this man but at the core of Snoop he is an OG <laughs> like to put it to put it best into like words he is an OG and so that is very important because when you're thinking of why did he react the way he reacted when he was addressing Gail King the first time, you should keep in mind that his raw emotions that stemmed from the core of who he was and who he, who he really is, is what fueled what you heard in the first video that he put out. Don't take it as like he was he was like trying to put a target on Gail King's back. I think it was just a whole lot of raw emotions because this is nothing that anybody would have expected anytime soon, <laughs> to be honest. The whole Gail King issue was nothing people expected anytime soon. So I think it kind of like took him by surprise. And he let his emotions speak. And so I think that's that's why an apology was necessary. Because he needs to like explain to y'all that he was speaking from his mind and he was hurt. It wasn't really about, you know, let's call up, let's call up, you know, let's call up the gang. Let's go hunt Gail down and let's finish this. Like, no, it wasn't nothing like that. But, you know, in today's day and age, people are sensitive. Is that a bad thing? Not always. But people are sensitive. So I do, 
I do think it's necessary that he put out an apology like that for people that, you know, could take his words, twist it, try and use it to repaint a new character for the man when he spent all this time trying to better himself, trying to put out a new image of himself, regardless of where he came from, regardless of who he is deep down inside. Also, it's very important to think about it like this think about the whole issue like this you can't poke a bear yeah you can't poke a bear and not expect it to turn around and eat that ass (laughs) and not in a good way (laughs) like you can't you can't go you know i'm saying you can't do something provoking and not expect people to get provoked now obviously it takes a different level of discipline and a different level of just like understanding to stop yourself from reacting when being provoked but not everybody has that especially in a situation like this where Kobe Bryant was Snoop Dogg's close friend so I had to understand that in order to just like not take Snoop's words so seriously when he was first talking to Gail King we're talking about Gail King you have to understand that he he felt provoked. He felt personally hurt. That was his friend. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's a lot. Y'all let me know. Y'all heard y'all heard the audio. Y'all let me know. Do you think it was necessary? Did he did he really need to put out the apology? Or like should he have just stood behind his hurt feelings? Cause oh, y'all also gotta remember. Talking out of anger and talking when you've left anger is two different things. It's two different things. That's why when I get angry, you not going you ain't even gonna see me no more. Like I'm dip. I'ma head out. Like I'm not there anymore. I only return to the situation once I am cool, calm, and collected. Now, not everybody's like me. Especially when the situation is very close to home. Kobe was that man's friend. Understanding can really like cure a lot of pain. So I try to understand why people do whatever it is that they do. So I understood why he put out the first video bashing Gail King. I understood that. And I understand why he had to put out this apology. And I do think it's necessary. But y'all let me know. Hey, look, y'all let me know. Do you think it was necessary? Do you think, nah, he an OG. He said what he said. And we ain't even need to. Let me know. Sit tight. Grab a little drinkity drink. And we're going to be right back after this little commercial break. we're back if you did not know you are tuned in to scumbag radio so the next segment we're gonna be talking about a body cam footage that was revealed of an incident that happened back in september where orlando officer dennis turner arrested first grader kaya roley after she threw a tantrum 
at Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy. Now, after news spread of Kaya's treatment, the Orlando Police Department apologized and they fired Officer Turner or whatever. Body cam footage was released, though. And it clearly shows the police officers arresting six-year-old Kaya as they escort her out of her class crying. Y'all, this girl was... Who child? Girl, I was crying. I was crying. Like, it... Horrific. If I ain't even gonna say too much, I'm gonna let y'all hear it. I'm gonna let y'all hear what I heard because I could not believe what I was hearing. And I could not believe that a human being, a grown-ass man, police officer, protecting certain... What are you What are you protecting and serving? A grown, grown-ass people, human beings, are listening to this baby cry. And they continued what they were... Like, what lesson did that teach her? That caused that girl PTSD, if anything. That straight PTSD. I don't see what she was trying to teach the girl. She, what? <laughs> she might not even want to come to school no more. School. That's supposed to be a safe place for her to learn. Over, over a tantrum. It'll be different if the girl pulled out a gun. I'm... No, like... I know that sounds crazy, but like... That's something a six-year-old does not do. Six-year-olds have tantrums. Like, I, I, ju- I just, I'm really confused. Since when was that illegal? Because, excuse me, officer. The only thing you should be arresting anybody for is something illegal. Not normal. A six-year-old having a tantrum is normal. Lord Jesus. Y'all, roll the clip. Roll the clip. Just roll the clip, man. The desert goes. Okay, she's going to have to come with us now. Okay, Kai. Stand up. Go with them, baby girl. Stand up. Okay, come over here. For. It's for you. Keep your hand, okay? Come over here, honey. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> 
let me go. No. Don't help me. Okay. Please. No. My heart is broken. Um, I went back and I listened to the footage before I re recorded the second part. And <sighs> you can hear, you can hear her. What is that? No. Don't put that around my arm. I don't want that. Oh my, oh my lord. Six years old. Six. A couple episodes back on Scumbag Radio, we reported that there was a state in America that finally illegalized the arresting of kids under the age of 12 and incidents like what happened with Kaya contributed to that happening I can't recall the state right now but if y'all go back a couple of episodes and listen you definitely know what I'm talking about I just I just can I don't understand the point if I can understand the point I can at least forgive. I can at least forgive what I just heard and what I just saw. Y'all heard the footage. Y'all did. She's six. Lord knows if that was my... Oh, oh. If that was my child. All hell... All hell will break loose. Lucius and who? What? Oh, that school shutting down today. What is the American legal system turning into? Y'all are worried about a six-year-old throwing a tantrum? That's what y'all worried about. Y'all need to be worried about fixing your goddamn legal system. Because it's a hot mess. It is a hot mess. Starting from day one of training. A hot mess. This is unacceptable on every level. I cannot see what the point of this was. Bruh, and some teachers... <laughs> Man, who let y'all be teachers? Who? Who? In my opinion, a teacher should see their students as one of their own. Like, you're my kid now. You're under my custody within the time that you're here. Some teachers don't think like that. Shout out to the ones that do, though. Because that those ones change lives. Think about it. The kids spend more time with their teachers than they do their parents. And you put you put a child in this predicament. I, I, I can't even wrap my like I can't wrap my head around it. 
and that's why sometimes when I be wanting to have hope and humanity, like stuff like this, just come out the woodworks, and I am stunned. I am taken back. If you know me, I'm I'm usually a very understanding person. And I, I really be trying to figure out why people do what they do, no matter how bad it is. But y'all, scumbag family, I don't see the point. If it had taught her some lesson, <laughs> you know, I would I would understand. This ain't teach the kid nothing but to fear and to live in fear. This, this stunned her growth. If you ask me on a psychological level, this has stunned her growth. Oh my Lord, I, I can't even imagine how the mom reacted to this. Now some people are like, yo, look, look, they want real handcuffs. Bruh, The sole purpose of the police being there that day was to handcuff that little girl. Don't matter what they used. They could have used a rubber band for all I care. And another thing I noticed is that the child was so familiar with the whole process, like what was going on. I don't know. Like, for me, I think that's too soon. And that shows me how fucked up things really are in this world. That a six-year-old knows the process of being arrested. She's like, what are you, are you putting that around my arm? Why should a kid know that? Are you going to put me in the car? She thinks she did something bad. I can't even talk no more. Like, I'm speechless. Scumbag family, y'all let me know how y'all felt about this, how y'all felt about the clip, hearing it, because I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for the mom, for the baby, for all the other kids in that school. God knows how they treat them up in there. If you're just calling cops in the middle of the day to arrest a child for throwing a tantrum, what is your job? What is your job as the teacher if not to calm the kid down and help her figure out and work through her emotions as a child? You're there to cultivate her mind. I'm disappointed. But y'all let me know. Sit tight. We're going to take a little break. And we're going to be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This next segment is about Jim Jones. He got into a debate with a veteran after Jim claimed being a rapper is harder than fighting in a war in Iraq. Now, 
I wanted to pose this question to y'all on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. My Twitter fingers came out real quick, okay? And I put a poll up for y'all on Twitter. And I just wanted to get y'all thoughts. Which life is harder? A rapper's life or a veteran's life? And I also put up uh, the statement and the conversation that happened between Jim Jones and the vet in the comment section. And so I wanted y'all to hear what Jim Jones said because it's kind of important that you do. Um, it, it gives you a brand new perspective on the matter because at first, when I first saw this whole thing, right, when I first saw the headlines and all that, I kind of, it was just like an automatic, what, like, obviously a vet's life is, you know, blah, blah, blah. like I was automatically on the vet's side. And I think that's due to the fact that there's just more documentation on the trials and tribulations of being a vet we see more movies about it we see more um it's just talked about more than a life of a rapper so the majority of audience or the majority of people probably were like listen bruh we know for a fact that we seen like for a fact that a vet's life is you know pretty hard and that reflected as well in the poll that I put up on Twitter. 83% of people said that a veteran's life is harder. And 17% said that a rapper's life is harder. Now, I could take a lucky guess here. And I could say that the 17% that said that a rapper's life is harder probably did because they either... Like they're e they either know of a rapper and they know like how hard that life is, or they read what Jim Jones said. Because y'all, if you read what Jim Jones said, it it definitely gives a whole other side of the story. Uh, it definitely supports his argument a little bit better. So that we gotta discuss it. Like, it ain't no if buts or polka dots. Like we got to discuss what they you know what they said in the argument. Cool, bam. So the vet. He, he comments under Jim Jones' posts about the issue, and he's like, Heard the comments you made about being a rapper is harder than fighting in a war in Iraq. You allowed to have your opinion without any facts, no truth to it, but as a vet and a hip-hop fan, I found it extremely disrespectful and ignorant. Here's some facts. My unit, which fought in Iraq 2004, lost more Marines in two months than rappers in the past three years. Keep talking, but there is zero comparison. Exclamation mark. Look, he was not playing with Jim Jones, okay? Jim Jones then replies back. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, here are facts. Every nigga I grew up with is either dead or in jail. So you want to compare dead tolls? It won't add. You went to the army and met niggas you never knew or grew up with. I grew up with all these niggas all my life, so it hit different. You want to continue this debate? Y'all was shooting at kids and innocent bystanders in the midst of shooting at the enemy. We was kids shooting at kids. And that mentality split over to success. Remember, you knew who your enemies were. We don't. And everybody knows who we are because of our notoriety. So how you protect yourself from enemies you can't see. Damn. We all wear the same uniform. Everyone is drippy. So he's talking about rappers. But y'all had American uniforms on. And the enemy had their uniform on and you had the decision of going to war we did it 
we was at war when we was born. <laughs> Jim Jones is hilarious. He said, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Jim Jones be killing me, bro. But yeah, let's just talk about a couple points in here. Because um, it definitely stood out to me. The part where he was like, um, yeah, we was kids shooting at kids. y'all when you when you read it from his perspective it definitely like i definitely understand why he was comparing this whole thing in the first place you know what i mean kids shooting at kids like that's traumatic not saying that you know what a vet goes through um at war isn't traumatic but i can understand why he was trying to compare this to that you know, um, but I do know that there are some vets that, you know, do enlist while they are still young. Um, not obviously not as young as, uh, someone who was born in the hood. If you don't know that much about, you know, the hood lifestyle, a lot of these, you know, people that live in the hood or people that came out of the hood were obviously born there. So there was nobody that was around to like you know prepare them for the hardship of the hood they were just born and thrown out there you know and they basically had to fend for themselves and fight for themselves and yeah basically what jim jones was saying and then another part that stood out to me is we are, we all wear the same uniform everyone is drippy we don't know who our enemies are that is so true and i think you know that that definitely puts it into a different perspective makes me feel for him even more feel for what he's saying because that is true uh let's take pop smoke for example pop smoke posted a video of a gift that he received and the gift just so happened to have his address on it now pop smoke was not like when he posted that he wasn't like thinking like yo like people's gonna use this against me and I don't blame him for being that naive because who like who are you like who are you defending yourself against? You don't know who's against you and you can't continue to live in fear cuz that could hold you back. So as a rapper, it could be your left hand man that wants you dead and you don't know because we all look the same. Like we're all in the same place. We're like we're all from the same place you know what I mean so it's very clear for a vet you know at war to know okay that's my targeted enemy we're going for him like this ain't bird box <laughs> this ain't bird box like we can't like how are we supposed to know who we're supposed to defend ourselves against if we don't even know who's against us like we're definitely like he's saying that rappers live a blinded life and they're living in fear constantly and when he put it like that i had to like i had to step back and was like huh okay okay you might have a point here jones you might have a point here however the unbiased and neutral you know side of me doesn't think that jim jones should have compared the life of a rapper to the life of a vet at all period at all um that can really start to get it can lose its you know um factuality it can start to 
it could start to not seem as true as concrete because Jim Jones hasn't lived a life of a vet. Jim Jones only knows the life of a rapper. So if he's saying that the life of a rapper is harder than the life of a vet, that statement can start to lose its factuality because he's not lived both lives. He's never like he's never lived both lives. So he's not in the best position to make that type of comparison. And I think that's why, you know, it kind of ticked off the vet a little bit because he's like, "Bro, you you ain't you ain't been in my shoes. If you ain't walked in my shoes, how you know how bad my sho- how you know how tight my shoes fit?" How you know if it's the right size or the wrong size? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you've not been in my shoes, how you know? And I think it's the same thing for the vet in regards to how um, Jim Jones reacted. Jim Jones is like, yo, you want to drop facts? Okay, I'm going to drop facts too. You don't know how my, how hard my life is. You know, so I, I feel like maybe if he had, like, worded it in a different way, if he had, like, just isolated the life of a rapper from anything else, I feel like people would have, I guess, paid more attention to what he's trying to say. Because when you start comparing, you know, things to other things, then it's like people want to get on sides instead of focusing on the actual issue that you're trying to argue which is that the life of a rapper is hard period it don't matter what it's compared to or what it's contrasted to it's hard it is hard and so i think that would have been a better way for him to put it so that people can pay attention to the issue and not other things that are like could distract from that because the issue at hand now is a life of a rapper is hard and rappers are dying men young men that are trying to better better themselves and better their future are dying it's hard and i i kind of i kind of wish he had said something like um a rapper a life of a rapper is is kind of like the life of a vet in the sense that you're in war instead of like you know trying to you know compare and contrast but all in all, um, I, I respect the rapper and I respect the vet because uh, what they go through, I, I've never, I've never gone through it. You know, I don't, I can't, I can't even possibly start to imagine the hardship they both go through. So respect to them on both sides. But y'all, let me know what y'all think. Y'all, let me know what y'all think because you, you know, I read to y'all what Jim Jones said. And I read what the vet said. So, you know, who you think like who whose life you think is harder? Or do you think they shouldn't have even compared it at all? <laughs> just like me. But just let me know what y'all think. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back, okay? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I hope y'all are enjoying the show so far. You did not know you are tuned into Scumbag Radio. Y'all, let's talk about this, okay? Coronavirus outbreak is really scaring some people. And um, <laughs> there's some crazy stuff that people are coming up with now. Uh, apparently, there was a new poll that reveals that people are afraid of buying Corona beer due to coronavirus outbreak. Um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Hello? Too far. <laughs> Took it too far, bring it back in, okay? Because we're reaching now. Like, well, now we're reaching. <laughs> like, okay, Corona beer. 
it's just a quinky dink because the name, you know what I'm saying, Corona, Corona. Yeah, guys, don't be scared. <laughs> Relax. It's not that bad. <laughs> However, CDC has warned about the dangers of having facial hair as coronavirus spreads. Apparently, all the bearded zaddies, you know what I'm saying, now y'all got the... <laughs> <laughs> now you got to cut that beard down which is sad for me because oh, i love a good beard okay i love a good clean beard i love seeing it. it looks so goddamn good but look you gotta choose between your life and your beard <laughs> which one is it gonna be <laughs> all the beard daddies listening listen is you gonna choose your beard or is you gonna choose your life okay some people some people was really just like <laughs> I guess when it's my time, it's my time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, y'all is wildin'. Some of the um, facial hairstyles that are like acceptable is like a clean shave. Like they said, just take it all the way down. You can have a soul patch, which is like, um, like little hair connected around your mouth area. So there won't be hair in between, but there'll just be like a little ring of fire, <laughs> like a ring of beard around your um mouth area and then you could do side whiskers so um no, basically nothing covering like where the mask would sit on like nothing preventing the mask from like protecting your mouth area and your nose area that's the whole point of this uh i feel like we should definitely take this a little serious i know i know we want to hold on to our beards but i don't know cdc says something about it so maybe we need to you know just don't don't take it with a grain of salt that's what i'm saying like you might want to take it just a little serious maybe i want y'all to be safe come back family that's all i'm saying there has been a report that someone in washington dc i believe died due to coronavirus so y'all like is is here <laughs> she's here and um trump administration ain't really doing much to protect us so try and be safe scumbag family try and be safe however way you need to i promise the beard will grow back <laughs> and i promise i don't think corona beard is gonna kill you just try and be safe scumbag family all right we're gonna keep y'all updated about it it's scary and <laughs> the whole thing is scary but just you use our prevention system we had like a little prevention system that i read to y'all a couple episodes back I, I believe episode four is when i yeah so i gave y'all a couple preventive steps but in summary wash your hands um keep your hands away from it like your face or your any holes any holes keep your hands away from it wash your hands regularly like and like avoid crowds like a lot of people in one place like mm, that increases the risk for that stuff okay so stay away from as much people as you possibly can all right and we gonna keep y'all updated we're gonna be right back Welcome back, scumbag family. And to close out this week's episode, we are going to be reading Pop Smoke's family's statement in regards to his passing. Yes, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. 
The family of Bashir Pop Smoke Jackson would like to express our sincere gratitude to everyone for your support. Every prayer, call, and act of kindness is deeply appreciated as we mourn the loss of our son, brother, and friend. Brooklyn knew him as Bashir. He was educated and nurtured in Brooklyn, and his rise to fame all developed from the place he proudly represented. Within the last year, his extraordinary gifts were revealed to the world, introducing Pop Smoke. Unfortunately, there are no public details available regarding the murder of our loved one. We ask for respect and responsible reporting during this critical time. Thank you for respecting our family and the legacy of Bashir during this time. I I felt that y'all. I really felt that. And I, yeah, they definitely deserve respect and responsible reporting. And I hope they get to the core of how this young man got murdered, brutally murdered in his own home. I really hope they find the answers that they're looking for. And Scumbag Family, let's continue to put Pop Smoke's family in our prayers. He's definitely in minds. Me and my sister loved this man. We loved his music. And thank y'all for tuning in to Scumbag Radio this week. Y'all have a great rest of your week. And we're going to see you this same time Wednesday. Y'all already know to stay tuned in. I ain't even got to tell (laughs) y'all. It's your host, Chi Chi. And we out.